Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is to have, have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is Carrie the Legend. Hello. And, of course, Jason, the favorite. The one who still hasn't figured out Facebook Live, apparently. That apparently. is, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's okay. Hmm. 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 We're all figuring it out. Together. Yeah. Speaking of together, the real Facebook Live is <laughs> is on the honor roll page. Right. What? Ah. Honorrollpodcast.com. So thinking Woo-hoo. about togetherness, you know, this podcast is uh, uh, brought to you by the letter M and also our Patreons. Patrons. That's right. Who, who are those? So we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash honor roll podcast where you Ooh. can go and uh, pledge a couple dollars to help us keep the show on the air. It pays for amazing things you'll see in just a few moments. It's so exciting! And <laughs> on top of that, uh, it also pays the bills as far as the podcast goes for hosting and things like that. And sometimes our dinner. You get free stuff. Oh, I, I was going more with yeah. me when I get out of it. <laughs> but uh, if you become a patron, you get free stuff, including shout outs on our podcast. Yes. Who should we shout out to? Oh, here we go. Yes. Cameroon. I mean, Cameron. What is happening well, with you? Well, it's just how it's pronounced in my head. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Drew. Hello, Drew. Joel, whose collars don't run. That oh, is true. Okay. Oh, goodness. Josh Heath. Yeah. Lost Colonies LARP. Yeah. And then we've got Noah Coltrip. That's right. You know, Noah is actually right now, currently, <laughs> at Tufts University in Medford, Massachusetts. A lot of people don't know this, uh, but P.T. Barnum uh, of... Barnum and Bailey's Circus. Uh, he used to promote this uh, elephant that he owned named Jumbo. He said he's the largest elephant on earth. Turn him into this huge legend amongst pachyderms. Right. And uh, tragically, right at the height of his career, Jumbo was run over by a train. Well, oh. But weird. Thanks to the wonders Sad. of thanks to the wonders of taxidermy. I thought you were going to no. say puppetry. Jumbo's no, both are bad. Fifteen hundred pound carcass was stuffed and put on display at Tufts University in Medford, Massachusetts. So, it's still there now? Well, it would have been, but in 1975, there was a fire. No! Yeah, this fire destroyed the oversized stuffed animals, and now his charred remains are safely locked away in a peanut butter jar, in a safe, in the university's athletic department. I've got a bunch of questions. So right now, Noah is there... Hanging out on the quad, admiring the small miniature statue of Jumbo. Wait, I've, I've got... Why would they put him in a peanut butter jar? Who else do we have? No! Wait, no, wait. you can't bring this up. we have? Brian Martin! Oh my gosh. Ooh. Why are we... Has he been cooking anymore? He's still food? cooking. Oh, he's still he does. He's yeah, cooking with he's, gas. Uh, not just that... He's kind of smoking, too. And he oh. has gas. With puffy hair. Well, I, I look. I'm not going to judge anyone mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Salim Halabi. 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 You're closer. getting closer every time. Yeah. That's pretty good. And who's the final person? We got Sarah. I like saying that because I like to imagine I'm a Muppet when I say that. Yeah, I, I, 
always imagine you as a Muppet. I know. That's what attracted you to me. It's true. So when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were right here at this table recording a podcast. Mm -hmm. And now here we are again recording a podcast. Yay! Um, Carrie, what have you been up to? Um, lots of art, just streaming, art yeah, and streaming and art and are, are we my ready kid. To talk about the secret project thing that you did yet? No. Okay. There's okay. a secret project. And then, um, and then my kid won a speech contest. Right. So that yeah, was cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There was, was something about bathing in the blood of her enemies. Uh, I just I yeah, skimmed some, the Facebook yeah, post. I know, didn't read all of it. You know, <laughs> it's it's topical. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> When's the next level? Because she's like on Fridays. No, well, nationals, uh, internationals. Friday is the county, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, you know, it's actually when kind she of, wins the county. Then what? Then it goes into then multi, multi county, which right. I didn't, you know, like multi county. Yeah, and then after that, I don't know state. if it's state no, or state if it's, is, is it state. Yeah. I wasn't sure. If then it was is it regional. region? I'm assuming. And then super region. I guess. And then west coast versus east coast. <laughs> it's like the Jets. <laughs> no, yeah. not the Jets and the Sharks. No, That's two different gangs in the same no, city. Oh, no, no. It's going to be just like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to come on and say snapping. Good her. times. I don't. What do you mean up to, Jason? Fail. Mm. <laughs> it's riveting. Good question. Riveting. Riveting. I've been playing... Uh, Fallout New Vegas a lot lately. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, it's the game I play when I'm bored with everything else. Apparently. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Also, we played D&D yesterday. We did. We, we did. did. It was a lot of fun. Here at this table. At it this was. Very so table. that means everything we said earlier was a lie. Mm-hmm. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we, we were here at this table adventured. playing a Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, it was actually you lots, better lots be of watching. fun. Ooh, He's Kevin. He's not. Mm. He's totally not. Mm. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you, Rye? Uh, I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been working a ton. You have been. In fact, I did not actually get to play all of the D and D game because mm-hmm. of some work things. I am in public relations, as many of you know, and there is a crisis going on at, at my work that we've been dealing with, and so I have been kind of in and out of lots and lots and lots of stuff. You've been communicating with crises. Yeah. So okay. there you go. Okay. Well, you do have one more thing that has entered our life, though. What's that? Oh, yes. Oh, There's yes. That big white box over there. So, this everyone. Big white box. Oh, we need to show them the other part, too. Hey, let's not flip I'm, around. We're working. Uh-oh, Ryan's standing. I'm so standing. tall. He doesn't know how to frame himself at the same time. Too. I don't need to be seen. Okay. Only the package. This... <laughs> Is our podcast new Roadcaster Pro? Yay! We are very excited about this because this is something that our patrons made possible. You guys! Over the last few months, we've been saving up for this. And, and our this nickel, is, we're saving our nickels and dimes to right. cover the rest of that's it. Right. And, and this mm-hmm. is going to uh, greatly increase. Our podcast quality. Because we need all the help we can get. And the ease of production. Yeah, and it's going to kick off Ryan's hip-hop career. That's right. So we got this. We also got a set of uh, XLR mics for us. They're huge! Where's uh, Let's pull one out so they can see it. They're so cool. We just got to... We, we're, we tried to get them... work on the mounting. Yeah, mounting them, but... Look how, look how fancy. And it's I don't, even our blue. That's to keep our spitting sounds down. Because right. <laughs> we have a lot of those. 
I actually got a complaint once. Really? <laughs> yeah. The person was like, yo, your Jason, you letters a lot. <laughs> nice. Cool. So, so is that an R0DE? Is that how you pronounce that? All right. Appar- we're doing a whole unboxing, everybody. Ooh. Well, I'm just going to open the... <laughs> Plug it in right now. <laughs> Joe Set it up. says that. Set it up. He would have. If, yeah. if he had had time, he totally mm, would have, fancy. but we decided It was to. originally supposed to actually arrive on Friday, and we would have... Uh, he had it all planned out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just going to show it off real quick. Ah, nice. Super excited. Oh, and Cameron, that answers your question. Not today. We're still using the old stuff today. Yeah. But next episode should have it. Yep. Unless Cameron does something in to, to ruin it. Oh, my gosh. He could, he could jinx us in a heartbeat. No problem. So there we go. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, then let's uh, go to up. combat. Woo! Welcome to Combat Rounds. Now is the time in our episode where we normally talk about stuff, but today we're going to talk about anything because it's our and everything. It's our Ask Me Anything episode, or as Carrie calls it, the AMW. I keep AMW, saying AMW. We think maybe stands for Ask Me whatever. whatever. I think it's Ask Not Wanted because it's like Adventure is Not Wanted. You're saying A and W. It's root beer. Yeah. It's also a root beer. That is a root beer. Hmm. So there you go. So welcome, everybody. We have a bunch of people who are watching, and a bunch of people who are watching are asking questions. Yay! So what do we got, Ryan? Um, well, the, the first question that was asked is, uh, why did we start on a roll podcast, and what keeps us going with every episode? That was Joe asking. Hmm. Oh, yes. So I'll start this one, right. uh, because the podcast kind of started with me. It's all your fault. Yes. So there are two pieces to the beginning of this story. The first is that uh, I was an early adopter when it comes to the podcast thing, Uh, like five or six years ago, maybe even longer ago than that. No, it had to have been longer ago than that because Rob Rob still worked with me. Mm -hmm. My best friend and I had a movie podcast called Lights, Camera, Cleveland, and uh, we recorded it every week and it was all about movies. And we did that for probably three or four or five years. Yeah. There was some and, guy named uh, Mike on it too, right? For a little bit. AMC okay. Mike was yeah. there. Uh, but we uh, we also were on the radio with it. We yep. did it as a TV sh- local TV show for a while and all that stuff. And eventually it just kind of came to an end. Yes. And uh, connected to that about the same time, I wrote a book called On a Roll. What? And that book was about how to be a better storyteller and better player of role-playing games. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed natural. At some point, we were talking about everything, and we were like, you know, why can't we just take that book and turn it into a podcast? And so that's kind of how it started. I remember when originally we were talking about it, your your pitch then was to call it Merits and Flaws. Yeah, that was one of the – we originally talked about – Well, I was We had a couple ideas. I was worried about tying it to the book. For a lot of different reasons, many of which were just not real, you know, good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> anxiety related. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly, the main reason I didn't want to tie it to the book was just because I wrote the book and I was doing the podcast with all three of us. And okay. I, I didn't want uh, for as much as like I, I'm kind of I kind of play the role of showrunner. Yes. We also run the show kind of as equals. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so um, so I, I didn't want to. 
I was worried about affecting your egos and or like, you know what I mean? And I didn't want it to all be the, about me because it was my book. Our Legos can't, our Legos. Yes, oh. our Legos. Our Legos can't be suppressed. Our <laughs> next podcast has to be about Legos. Lego my ego. Oh. Ah. So that's so that's why we ended up going with Honor Roll, though, is that eventually you guys were like, we don't care. We've got the momentum of the book already. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense to keep the brand going. Yes. So what keeps you guys going every week? Uh, you make me do this? I was going to say, today, the 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 uh, uh, the show bought pork chops. Yeah, that's true. We yeah, do, we do, pretty good. We do eat well. Yeah. <laughs> well, not every week. You make Once it sound like we get red lobster every meal no, or something. No, we don't. We, we don't. Do. It's more of an Olive Garden situation. No, no. we didn't. <laughs> we Burger King a lot. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the truth is, so if, because if everyone, if anyone ever wants to know this, the the money we get from the podcast typically pays for the 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 hosting mm-hmm. you know because it does cost to host a podcast every month uh, the web hosting and the the domains and all of that stuff and then uh, equipment and then uh, um, some of it pays for uh, our we try to let it pay for our dinner before we record right. once a week. Um, and then uh, the little bit that's left over, we squirrel away, and from time to time, we're able to get things like the Roadcaster Pro. Right. And when we get 200 people, I won't have to pay for gas anymore. That's right. <laughs> that's one of our goals, actually, in a roundabout way. <laughs> if we have more. that $100 level, 200 people at that, I can buy a house <laughs> next door. That's a lot It'll be cheaper then. Yeah, it buy would the be. the house next door. So for me, what, keeps, what really keeps the podcast going for me is this love of mentoring people who want to play their games better and run their games better. Uh, there are so many, there's so many people who are driven, who have these egos about their games and they think, well, nobody can run this game better than me. And they feel like, like one of the things I ran into with the book was a lot of people would pick up the book and go, wow, this would be great for my friends. For everybody else in existence. <laughs> I mean, I don't need it, but you know. And, and if you think you don't need it, you probably do, yeah. yeah. And so, um, and 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 I, I'm frustrated by that because I feel like everyone's game can be better. You know, it's like we talk about we all have different experiences that can make it better. It's not that we're better than you. And mm-hmm. I always, I love when people come up to me at conventions and they say, hey, there was this thing in your book or there was this thing on your podcast and it really changed our game and made it made it that much better. And I love, I love that because I, I love this hobby. Well, you know, the... True, of course, today I'm going to be coffee. Uh, the best thing I've heard from you about this is professionals constantly study. Right. So if you want to be really good at something, you can't just learn a little bit about it and then stop forever. And while I'm not saying that ours podcast is the, the last word on learning everything there is to be about a storyteller or right. running games, I will say that it. Uh, we we all read a lot of different resources, and we can definitely help point people in the right direction of mm-hmm. great articles and our own opinions, which are amazing. The other thing I'd like to say is part of the reason we do this every week is we're friends. Man, it's 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 our hobby. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one it of our hobbies is a podcast. It's a, it's an excuse for us to. Ditch Marty, Jason. No, no, we love Marty. <laughs> she actually complained because I see y'all every week and she sees you about once a month. Right. Wow. And so it's something we've got to work on. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got the D&D game now. Yeah. Else. Yeah, that'll help. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, the next question is from Matthew Webb. He asked uh, what we thought of his uh, player versus player article. <sighs> Matthew, Matthew. Oh, no. <laughs> 
So I'm going to say I'm going to say one thing first, real quick. Is that in your article, Matthew? You say CVC and not PVP. Okay. And this is a hang on. This is a soapbox for me, and I admit it. I believe I know there are a lot of people who prefer character versus character as a phrase mm-hmm. and not player versus player. My personal belief is that it is disingenuous uh, because the, to say character versus character because there's no such thing unless we are in a world where you let every single person see your character sheet and we let every single person know all of that character's secrets up front there is it, there is no way that it is not player versus player you know okay. a lot of games actually work like that though now and and those games maybe are really then character versus character but because uh, you know a lot of the big blockbuster larps that you read about you can go out and read every character sheet right. if you choose to yeah but i just believe that if you if it's if it's truly character versus character then it doesn't matter what the players know well, I also uh, <laughs> Matt says I like player versus player better too, but I gave up that fight. It is, it is <laughs> true. It is a fight. Yeah. It's absolutely true. So uh, that being said, uh, honestly, my only real concern with your article was the fact that you think curling's dumb. <laughs> there was a lot of anger about curling going on there. Yeah, I thought that was weird because on his wall, that was one of the biggest pushback to the articles. It wasn't that maybe we need more consent and maybe we should be talking about this more. It was. Fuck you. Curling is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) What did you guys think of the article? Well, like I said, I I think he's dead on. You know, we do need to have more uh, discussions about consent and what we're doing. We need to decide what that spot is for PvP. Because I come from the, originally from the opposite side of, no, I mean, you consented to PvP when you decided to play Vampire, especially if you have a position. Right. So I'm not, like, trying to ruin your game or anything. This, this is, is this, the game. This just, is the game. I'm just playing my character. I think it is certainly fair to say that there are some games, more than others, where, there, like, when you play Vampire, there is a small amount of explicit player versus player that just is inherent to the game. That's that you, true. You should be a little aware of when you join yeah. it. But I don't think that it is an implied consent like others do. Right, yeah. Yes, I think that's the I think it's thing. an implied you should ask. Yeah. For or it's you appropriate know, yeah. to have player versus player in conflict genre, in this game. But it is not, yeah. And I, th- I think it would be okay to say in your uh, style sheet or whatever you want to call it, hey, uh, if you're going to be prince or sheriff or hold any kind of one of these positions, then you are sort of defaulting to right. having player versus player active. I still recommend talking to people first. Yeah. I think there's a, there's just got to be a way to do it better. Okay. Right, so what else we have, Gary? All right. Uh, Raymond asked, and it just flew off, but uh, Raymond asked how often we role play together. Oh, well. Raymond is, remember how when I talked to, talked to you guys about that Star Wars game that I played in yes. where that yes. guy ran like 30 40 players PCs? at once? Yeah. yeah. That was him. He you is, are apparently a, You're blown away. an orchestra, or a conductor of... Yes, absolutely. The, yeah. So anyway, Raymond is awesome. They call him Crow. We started gaming together about 10 how years is, ago. How old is Dakota? 10. Exactly it then. Um... Because I was very pregnant. Extremely pregnant. Carrie and I started gaming together in two, late 2000. 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other, currently, uh, we probably play t- about twice a month together. 
It, it varies wildly because me and Ryan have jobs that require us to work on the weekends fairly regularly. For the LARPs. Yeah, and so we miss a lot of LARPs. Mm-hmm. And starting up this tabletop game that's going to have a more flexible schedule, that may be the thing that nails us getting to play together more often, right. too. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're very excited about our new yeah. new Dungeons and & Dragons game. And if something was that, I think one of us needs to run something. It's Carrie's turn. <laughs> Dude, I, I run more stuff than both of you combined, that's, so shut uh, up. That's, that's absolutely true. And yes, Matthew, I absolutely agree. The As much as I, I hate to say the word ludonarrative because I know I'm mispronouncing it. I was just going to say, I couldn't pronounce that. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. The biggest problem with Vampire, and one of the reasons why I don't play it very much anymore, is because... I have become kind of like jaded with the idea that Vampire is a game that reads very, very differently than it's ever played. Yes. And it's kind of, I don't want to say I've been put off, but I just, it doesn't, I'd love to go play the game that the books describe. Right. Some of that though is the, the mechanics don't allow that. Yeah. And that's always been true. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. And I think that that's something that people are working on in the the kind of the, the rules light design space. Right. Uh, like, I would love to have gotten to be involved in some of the stuff, uh, what was it called? The big one that they had in England, the... Crown of Thorns? Yes. Yeah. Except it's not crown, it's something else. Convention. Convention, Convention of, of Thorns, of course. I would love the that. The Crown of Thorns was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. Another very famous LARPer. That's right. Oh, what? my God. Whoa. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so Sarah's excited. I'm kidding. Sarah's excited because she says, oh, so that's what you all look like. I thought I'd met Sarah. Uh, I think you have. I think she's being funny. Um, and Matt says, for the record, I he says, I don't mind curling. I just couldn't pass up the joke. Yeah. Uh, All right. Jennifer Fuss on my watch party mentioned that you flashed your package and she was, uh, I don't know if impressed is the right emoji there, but it's the wow one. <laughs> and then she had to go to bed. So that's the last <laughs> thing she saw before bed was you flashing your package. Well, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, Jose Brown asked. Jose! Uh, Jose. Wow. Jose. Um, what is the best way to lose as an ST? To, to lose an ST or lose as an well, ST? Well, he, 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 I think it's a typo because he said loose as an ST. Oh. I, I, think, I think he means lose. And by that, do you mean what's the best way to not have fun? Or to lose players? Maybe, to, maybe to lose, like, like, like... How to lose gracefully? Well, or to run an NPC that's losing. Oh, I would think okay. more like to let your players win. Because I don't, tricky, isn't it? because I actually think if you're a, you know, like if you're running a plot and your players win, you win too. Like you don't lose because the NPC you're running loses. No, that's absolutely correct. One of the best things from the Apocalypse World uh, books is it talks about being a fan of your players, and being a fan of your players means you don't win or lose explicitly. You win. Watching them. Okay, so he clarified. He said to lose so your players have fun. Ah, yeah, the, right. Exactly. Yeah, and then he's saying yes, what You're we're on saying. The same I way. think yeah. the most important thing is to make sure that whatever happens when your NPC loses, that their loss somehow contributes to your player's character's story. Yes, it should move their narrative ahead. And I'll tell you what, there is. Nothing more empowering for a player than having a storyteller high five them. You got the bad guy. Woo! Good job. You know, or whatever. That was a really cool fight. That that scene was amazing. You you chopped his head off, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times players feel like like game runners hold those NPCs special. 
And, and, and they're going to be mad. Where they were like that. Right. And so you can't do that. You're, you've got to let them go. Carrie has, Carrie has a theory that as soon as your players become super <laughs> attached to an NPC, it's time for that NPC to experience a tragic death. Well, she doesn't believe in killing her darlings. She kills your darlings. Yes, <laughs> but, but that's that because it's about their story. Because right. I don't have darlings. Yes, that's true. Yeah, um, I like and it. I, I do have. I am a little <laughs> like that. May be one of my flaws as a storyteller, as as a game runner. You're not emotionally is, invested in your is, NPCs. No, I will purposely pick out. Oh, there's an emotion here. So I've got it. I can. Stop I it. can. I can get it. I can. I can make this be something. And, you know, there's good with that, but, you know, some players are like, I didn't need to be on that roller coaster. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. I remember when you killed the Rat King. I did not expect that response, but I, there was a lot of people well, crazy I, well, that's upset be, about that's it. That's because that's also my gift as a game runner is I will make you <laughs> love my NBC before I kill it. All right. What's what else? We um, so Rob Alderman's on and Hello, he wanted Rob. to know um, what our favorite RPG of all time is. Oh, so Rob's is chill. Oh, chill. <laughs> I like chill, but I've always heard it's oh, great. chill's old school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell you what my current one is. Okay. Okay. Currently, it's Pugmire. And it's weird because it became more my favorite after sitting and playing 5th edition, which I really like. But there was a bunch of little things in Pugmire. It's nowhere near as well put together or balanced on purpose. Because it's meant to be relatively simple and easy to play and very direct and uh, quick to pick up. And that's what I love about it. I could sit down with a group of people who have no idea what's going on and you can teach them to play the whole game in about 15, 20 minutes. I'm doing okay. the same thing with the gun belt. Is anytime someone goes, you know, the problem with this game is X, I'm going to be like, but that's designed that way. <laughs> okay, so that's the, that's the deal. When they made Pugmire, there's a lot of choices. And I don't... You know, I'm not in love with every one of them, but I like every one of them. Right. And it's all about making it so that nothing gets in the way of the action. It's always able to move forward. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's also got plenty of room for tragic deaths and setbacks and things like that. Right. And that's what I, I, I mean, that's what makes it fun, mm-hmm. right? There's no uh, heroic accomplishment without uh, tragic death. Yeah. Oh, it also has a character graceful exit. Like like path to peace to NPC dumb. Uh, yeah, in. exactly. You hit level ten. Basically, you get to play that level out all the way to the end, and you're super cool the whole time because the way the system works, you're the equivalent of a twentieth level D and D character, but you can get to it in like half the time. Right. But then that's it. You're an old dog. You're an NPC now. You retire. Right. And I love games that are designed so that you have a place for the character to go. I think my f- I have a tie. Yes. Just to be honest, but my because Gunbell. The one that I No, <laughs> that game sucks. Have you seen all the design choices they've made yeah. that are terrible? Uh my favorite ever that I uh like the one that is my favorite because I had the most fun playing it. Right. Is the old Westin Games Star Wars D6 system. I've played a little of that. It's fun. Yes. Unless you're all playing Jedi's, in which case you need a thousand D6s, and right. that's not fun. And then it rains uh, right. dice. And then my my other favorite is the favorite that is just like the genre is the one that I love, and that is Werewolf <laughs> the Wild, Wild West. West. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, there's I really something like, great about it. What's weird about that is that you like Westerns. I don't like Westerns. I mean, not like... But you, you don't do. hate them. You just... But you love the genre of Weird West so yeah. much. Yeah, but I don't like regular West. What about you, Carrie? What's your favorite? 
My favorite game of all time, and, and anyone that listens to this podcast will know, I am not a rules person. No. So that, you know, like, it's or the genre. Or story told with you. Uh, <laughs> um, um, I love um, the original Changeling. Oh, man. Um, because I'm, in genre, it is goofy and silly and dark and horrible, and it can be whatever you want it to be. And And I love the fight for good. Mm-hmm. against odds, you know, that are un- impossible, impossible right. Right. but you still keep going. This is Changeling the Dreaming. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, though I'll say I've read Lost, and while I prefer Dreaming, it's really good. Too. Yeah, Lost was fine. It was just a little more heavy on the dark without, you know, I, I need that sliver of hope. You know, you also have like 30 books of, from the original Earth Dawn game. I do. I do. <laughs> I do like Earth Dawn a lot, too. That's what Carrie's going to run. Oh, right? my gosh. So is Earth Dawn. <laughs> All right. What, what else we got? All right. Um, Sarah rah, 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 um, asked what our greatest moment in any game was. I don't really have one. Oh, my mm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that is a little unfair because we are all very old and have been doing a lot of lot of gaming. So I can't tell you my the greatest moment, but like I can tell you that um like one of my favorite moments as a storyteller as a younger storyteller right. was um I got to do a um a scene actually for Ryan. Where I I did a I did my typical you're gonna fall in love with this NPC not literal love but like you know you're gonna this NPC is amazing and great and you're gonna love this NPC and he had ended up with two this was a werewolf game he had ended up with two ratkin kinfolk so just rats that were hanging out with him for months so you smashed him no <laughs> at one point. Yeah, like, I mean, and he was treating them like pets. Like, he had a cage for them. He, like, I, I, one time I remember you were like, I take a bath and I, like, they're sitting Play there. Play with and, my rats. Play, you know, I give my bats, a, my rats a bath. And, it's not and a all, euphemism. No. And, and then, like, at one point, like, six months later, he was attacked by a PC who wanted to, uh, didn't want to play anymore. And he was like, I'm going out by trying to kill the alpha. And I was oh. like, oh, okay. So he's attacked, and as he turns around, the two rat shift <laughs> into... They, they weren't kinfolk. They weren't kinfolk. They were rat kin. Yeah, the whole I, time. And I'd been bathing with them. <laughs> <laughs> they were and into it. It was, it was amazing, yeah. because Ryan was just like, no. He, he, you actually told me that can't be. You're doing something wrong, okay. and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, are you?" I have a I have a behind the curtain question. You yeah. don't have to answer. Mm-hmm. When did you decide? About three months in. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What about so, you know? so it was for a long time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you got a big one. Well, you know, I, I, of course, I've talked about several times when me and Carrie played. Uh, she she played my child, and I didn't know it. And the, the in a werewolf wild west in a werewolf game. wild west game, <laughs> and uh, when I was at work one day and I figured out the math that more than likely this the age the age is right and the the fact that she's the same breed as her mom and all this stuff so that was really great but tribe as the mom tribe yes yeah. and I, I <laughs> sorry I'm giggly. Uh, but I also really loved when we run the very first UT event game. I think about that oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. It came out really well, and so much of it was planned, and the, but then there was also a ton of it that just came out improvised, and 
It was one of those kismet moments where everything came together. A lot yeah. of people wanted to have a good time together, and they did. And that was a, that was a big highlight for me. It was also the first time I'd run an event game of that kind of scope, Fair. as in how important it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, in some ways, it changed my life. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a character that I played in a LARP get married, and we actually made an event game out of the wedding and the wedding reception. Oh yeah, that we and did. <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. That like cool. we had props made with all of the invitations, and there were goodie bags for people to take home that included like fetishes and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, because fetishes are a magic item. It was not a <laughs> wedding night <laughs> fetish. So, anyway, and I just thought that was mm. cool because I had never seen a game like that. I, I actually got married in game once too. To Marty, and we had a big thing about it that uh, we had gotten engaged in real life, and she insisted that we get married in real life first because she did not <laughs> want her character to beat her to the altar. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I was, what else? I was married once in game two. Oh, yeah. was it to Ryan? No, it no, was not. To, ooh, who was mm-hmm. it to? Uh, to Brian Steele. That was his character name? No, that was his real name. That was his porn name. name. That, no, that's his well, real name. I'll write that down. That's my next. Brian Steele. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't see who sent who. It's already scrolled past. But someone asked, um, who do we admire in gaming right now for what they're putting out? Chris Bivey. Yes. You know, absolutely. that's, a, that's yeah. a great one. He gave us a great interview, too, and he runs a hell of a game. If you ever get a chance to play in Chris Spivey's tabletop game, jump on it. Chris Spivey is the gentleman that created Harlem Unbound. Yes. So the it's a great game and three, it's a great setting. Three-time any winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so explain what that means because there are people out there like, I didn't know until you were like, he's won three of these. And the, I said, yeah. what is the, that? the ops of an Audi, right? The, yeah, I was like... The Emmy Awards are basically like the Oscars or Grammys for role-playing game games, and they are mm-hmm. given out at Gen Con every year. So we need to go. Yeah, it's very prestigious. So you can win it for gun belts. What about you guys? What, who do you who do you think is? I okay. To be fair, I don't keep up on. She all only that buys stuff. books that are twenty years out of print. Yeah, right. just about. That's yeah. fair. Yep. I you know I'm Chris <laughs> is probably the best choice right now. Yeah. I, I can talk about some of the stuff I like that's going on. Like people are. Building a lot more systems that are easy, quick to run for uh, people like myself who just don't have the time to invest in learning stuff. I just like that Chris is Chris is not only developing really great games, but they are games that are making a difference. And Haunted West looks amazing. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. So what else do we have, Carrie? Um, Well, Joe wanted to say that he agrees with Chris. Yes. Oh, good night. And he's got to head out. So thank you for hanging out. I don't. You got to meet Chris, Uh, Joe. If you haven't, holler at us. Maybe we can talk to him. Joe, you're allowed to leave, but you'll have to back us for the higher rank at (laughs) Honor Roll Podcast on Patreon. I'm kidding. Oh, hitting a wall with a plot. How do you break through? The uh, same way you break through hitting a wall with what you're talking about in a podcast. Mm. You do an AMA and hope that somebody <laughs> says I would say the way that me and Carrie used to, to work on it is we would just, and this sounds dumb, we would just keep talking. That sounds until dumb. one of us, well, it is to me, like the, the best solution is just keep talking about it with your writing partner until one of you goes, well, what about this? And you go. Wait, oh yeah, because I don't know how many times Jason will say something that's completely off the ball, and then I'll go stop. Wait, there's something there, you know. And then right. we have to dissect it and figure out um, what the bit is. And a lot of times you have it's really um, helpful if you know you've got this problem, this plot. 
a, go at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you know that this is a vampire game, let's say, doesn't mean that the solution has to be a vampire solution. Well, plus a, a thing to think about, and uh, this helped me a lot, is thinking about how that every character is a person. No matter what game you're playing, they're all based on people because we are people, mm-hmm. and really we can't create something that is not based on humanity. So think about what what do real people do in these sorts of situations. And regardless of what the, you know, if it's a supernatural creature or whatever, whatever the situation is that's different, you can always think, how, how would a human react if this was different about them? Like, if they had trouble dealing with their emotions, well, how do people like that react? Or if they, uh, like, if it's a werewolf, and like, how does a person react to this situation that's easily angered? Because mm-hmm. we all know people like that, or we may be people like that. So you can just you can always find a human angle to approach it through, and you can also dissect the plot and figure out what I'm actually trying to accomplish. Because I think that every plot should be trying to accomplish something. You should be trying to tell some sort of story or create some sort of emotion, and then you can always come at it from that angle of what am I trying to do? How would you do that? So I've also found that sometimes it's really helpful to have a sounding board that's not a gamer. Oh, I like it. You know, like I'm, I, there's some, there's been times where I've went, "Hey, mom, let me." If you were stuck like this, if you were stuck like this, <laughs> what would you? How would you tell this story? How right. would you? You know, and you know, a lot of times it'll be something completely not useful or helpful, and then other times it'll be like the spark of brilliance that she doesn't even know that she's helping with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there are ways around that problem. You know, having a, a plot issue like that, that, you know, you just have to be creative about it. I think in most instances, a plot, a storyteller gets, gets a block, uh, because something has happened. A player made a choice that was unanticipated Yeah. or, uh, (laughs) you know, it could even be a mechanical thing. Like I botched a role right when I shouldn't have as the storyteller and, and they saw it, it wasn't behind a screen, so I couldn't fudge it. Um, or maybe it's, uh, your players went farther than you expected or probably the worst is that somehow your plot got dismissed as like either a red herring or they got bored with it and they just never bit uh, something like that. And so I think when you think about it from that aspect, Um, the solutions are almost always the same though. And that's simply like, what is driving the plot? Like ask that because every plot has something driving it, whether it's the actions of a villain or an event happening in the world, you know, like sometimes, sometimes the propellant is time, you know, because the volcano will erupt at 9 PM next Thursday, right. (laughs) Or whatever. And so you need to look at what is the propellant of the plot and then figure out, Either uh, if it is a person, right, what would they do to speed that up? Or mm-hmm. if it is something like time or an event, what can you do as a storyteller? What decision can you make to speed up that propellant or make it noticeable again? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I end up with getting through blocks is a lot of times I just try to look at like, what is the thing that is propelling the story and what would they do? One other thing that I I do occasionally is I'll say, what do you do? And then whatever that is, it works. (laughs) As long as it's not just completely out of genre or it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, they tell me they do something. If it's reasonable, 
It just happens. Oh, right. okay. Throw me a couple of chops or roll some dice, mm-hmm. and this is the result you get. And it will give them that next step. And usually, that because I'm I'm stuck because they're stuck. Right. You know. So you unstick them by giving them just a little something extra that maybe you wouldn't have. Just or, a little nudge. Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So what do we have next, Carrie? All right. The next was uh, Sarah asked, "What's our next big character idea?" What character is stuck in your head that you want to play? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'm oh so sick gosh. of playing. Oh, my god! Yeah, because you've done a lot of that. What I about you, Carrie? Do you got something? So oh, I, am, I am odd um, in that I don't have my next characters planned. I, I never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I think, because... So I'm a creative... Right. So coming up with a character is not hard for me. So, you know, some people struggle with that. Some people don't. Uh, I am one of those who's lucky enough that I don't struggle with that. Well, it's sort of your job to to think about stuff. But what I do struggle with is having that sheet made sitting in a folder, (gasps) not playing it. (laughs) Right. So I I literally can't think about what my next character is. Because it drives me crazy. So the minute uh, I spend too much time being unable to wait to play that one. Mm hmm. And so, uh, and then I'm not giving my all to the one I'm currently playing. So truthfully, the answer for me is none because, uh, I, I just, I can't, I don't operate that way. Do you have anything, Kara, that's sitting in the back of your head? I am a lot like Ryan with that. Um, you know, I, I don't have like a list of, well, I need to play this. You have one though. You do have one. You talk about all the time. You want to make a vampire that hosts a podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so it's true. Right? It is true. I want to make a a get. I, I want to do a podcast in character. So as she a wants vampire to set the mics up at the vampire game and, and be recording. But I I want to. I'm going to have to do some research. Blow blow blow. Praxis seizure. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that way, you know, because I know there's a bunch of ways to do it so that the um, the mechanically that way, like the podcast won't fall into human hand. You know, like it's like shrek neck and all that. She stuff. has to be careful of the masquerade. The masquerade. You know, like it's it's a clever idea. But I also have to make sure that it'll fit in genre. That way I don't walk in and go, I'm going to do a podcast. And then yeah. they just kill me. You don't, like, And you uh, also don't want to be that character that everybody rolls their eyes about. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But like I want to be able to record a podcast every game and put like out like a 30 minute or podcast. every couple games or something. No, every game. Okay. That's what I want. <laughs> I was trying to help you not be that character. No, I'm going to be that character. I'm going to do it. What about you, Jason? Do you have one up your sleeve? Okay, so, like, I, I usually don't have a character up my sleeve, but what I do is I always try to think of what have I never played and how can I do something different every right. time. Young Elven Thief? Y- yes, Young <laughs> Elven Thief. You know, I don't think I've ever done that. I have, the last time I played a thief, it was a halfling, and that was over 20 years ago. Right. And uh, just, it, I always try to do something different, and sometimes that's a problem because I'll get into it and I'll be like, I don't really like this class, but now I'm... I'm committed. I've, right. right, I feel committed, so yeah. I don't want to stop. And sometimes maybe I should just play... <laughs> like, I was... I really have enjoyed playing my sorcerer, but when uh, Travis started smashing stuff with his big axe, I was like, oh, I love playing characters like that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have played something with a big axe. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
So I, I do, I struggle because I want to always play something different. And, right, but there's stuff yeah. you like playing. There's stuff I like playing, right. so I have to kind of find a balance. So I'm going to ask a question real quick because oh. I want to take that that question and, and change it just a little. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. What is the game you wish you could play? Oh, that I wish I could play? Yeah, even probably, I, I think probably even I'm going to say a game you've not gotten to play. Blades really, in the Dark, absolutely. Blades in the Dark. It look, it reads stunning. It's so well put together. The setting is bizarre, but also familiar enough. Right. It's like sci fantasy Victorian England, but in a weird island world that's not <laughs> Victorian England. Yeah. And the whole game is a series of heists, one after another, and uh, like there's, like I love Shadowrun, right? Right. But. It's hard to get to play Shadowrun because as much as I love it, I don't have the time to learn how to run it. And nobody else can run it for you. Right. And it's there's just not a lot of Shadowrun storytellers out there. No. Right. What about you, Carrie? What do you want to play? ElfQuest. Yeah. <laughs> you never played that before? I've ne- I own it, but I've never played it. Ooh. That's old. It is old. It's old. We need to have it. That's our next podcast is we play an old game. We play every old, week. Really? old games. I would love to find someone who would run an old game live play for us. Like every six months, we just play like a session of a really, really old random game. It's out there, people. You got to drive to Cleveland to go. do it, though. Looking at you, Ashley Rayburn. <laughs> or, or Rob Alderman, if he wants to run chill for yeah, us. Yeah, there you go. That'd yeah, be fun. there you go. So, cool. Ooh. Okay, well, that was just... Okay, that was good. All right, and then uh, Raymond asked, have you ever found a game so mechanically sluggish that you've had to admit rules just to keep it running smooth? Uh, Every every game. every game. (laughs) Ashley says he'll do it. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Ashley, you're in. Oh, all right. See you later, Jose. Yeah, Jose says, you all rock. I'm off to cook. Take it easy. Ooh, what are you cooking? It's all, it's all about food for me. It's a yeah. easy peeps, maybe. Mm. Well, with a name like Jose, you know it's spaghetti. Oh, what? You got, this is why we edit you so thoroly. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, I hope it's spaghetti. Uh, I love spaghetti. spaghetti so, what's a, what's a game that that you do find mechanically challenging that you've run and you admit things from it? That I've run. That you've run. Have you run anything like that? Or have you, you played in a game I've that's... played in mechanically okay. challenging games. I think all of the new By Night Studios games are more mechanically challenging than I would ever welcome into my world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really... There's a game I want to desperately play, and having read through the rule books, have no desire to ever try and learn the mechanics of. What is it? It's a little indie game called Revolutionaries. Oh, yeah. I remember when we... Uh, yeah. The, the packaging is stellar it's beautiful. on this game. It's got the code books it, and everything. It's got the code books. It's The idea is it's, it's a James Bond setting, but it's during the Revolutionary War. Right. And so you're playing with, like, there's Illuminati and all this stuff, and... Anyway, and it's it's super cool. The the books are amazing. It's just like it it reads cumbersome. Yeah. So what you really need is somebody who really like grocks it, like gets it to yeah. just run it for you. Exactly. So you can be like, hey, this is what I want to do, and yeah. then they tell you how to make that happen. And I'll be honest, I also struggle with rules light light games. So like uh, like kids on bikes, mm-hmm. like kids on bikes. I I don't know that I could ever run kids on bikes, or I I couldn't run something from the fate system because it's so abstract. I need, you have to learn it, and it doesn't. It I need a like little bit st- of a box. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. I think that's that's. And you, we talk about this. That that's an age thing, though. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's I'm, much harder to learn things and be flexible the older you get, and it's awful. I'm a, well, I'm a, and, col- but gaming has also changed. It's too. true. It's I true. am a collaborative gaming immigrant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There yeah. we go. What about you, Jason? I, well, I was going to say I struggled with running Dungeon World because it's the the players have really good rules. Like they're straightforward. They get really cool stuff they can do. But the you know because the storyteller back end is just like make a cool story on the spot for them and come up with four or five. Uh, like right. things you can do check marks in as they accomplish it or stuff like that. It's all very you're you don't have hardly you have several very strict rules, but they're all like pay attention to these people, uh, do things they like, right? And you know it's <laughs> it sounds dumb, but like these are things we try to do anyway. But they're they're rules for the storytellers mm-hmm. to actually follow. Yeah, is that you have to acknowledge certain things that they do in certain ways, right? And you have to be improving the entire story based on those decisions, minute to minute. And it's just I, I'm used to doing prep work, right? And it discourages. It sounds it. it sounds exhausting. It's when you do it when it when it's good. It's it, amazing. I would think it runs itself. It, it's amazing when it's running itself. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to convert in your head from prepping huge dungeons to not doing that. It's a little it's a little tricky and you get right. bogged down. But I I'll tell you a game that we have all omitted a cumbersome oh, yeah, rule from. Yeah, I, I was just going to say literally cumbersome. Ad- advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know anyone that's ever used the encumbrance rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to skip when I was in the the old cam when we were running Laws, Vampires and Werewolf and all mm-hmm. that. We almost universally skipped anything that had to do with trait refreshes. Everybody just like, nah, the traits are the same all the time. <laughs> we're that's we're not going to bother people, with that. When you hand wave stuff, yeah, just like hand wave, hand wave feeding, whatever you all whatever, feed. yeah, right. You know, yeah. ooh, steak and potatoes and broccoli. Yeah, that's what Jose's no, that's, making. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it does. It sounds a lot better than Peeps. I don't know. What you mean. <laughs> See. He's going to cook easy no, peeps. he's not. You're so strange. This is why we don't let you read. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Good time. All good times. All right. So that is everybody. That is all the questions. That is so all the make questions. Make sure we have any questions on any of the... All right. So if anybody else has any questions, here's your time now. Mm. This is your time. That's oh, your uh, time. It's our uh, time. Brian Fox now. has said, none of my comics seem to be showing... It's because you're in the watch party, Brian, so you're getting to see... Uh, you're, you're seeing this side. Um, That's okay. okay. We're going to we'll catch ask, you up. Yeah, we're going to yeah, we'll catch, catch you up right now. Okay, so Brian, how do you create plot points that lend themselves to significantly different styles of play? That's actually crazy difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's a great th- question, Brian. And when you figure it out, send us an email at, <laughs> hosts at honorablepodcast. Well, no, the thing is that you you just have to make more plot points than that. Well, you his thing to- is like if you're running a tabletop game, you need to be able to to do something that's just as good for the barbarian as the detective. They mm-hmm. need to both be able to interact with it. Yeah. And I would say you do that by creating layers. For mm-hmm. example, uh, uh, you know, the Fallout games do a really great job at this. I can either intimidate somebody with my big axe. I can persuade them with my uh, sweet talking. I can bribe them with a certain number of coins. Or after I've murdered them, I can go through their pockets and find a note that tells me what the next plot point is. And there's no reason why you can't do that in live action or uh, tabletop games either. Whatever, not necessarily whatever the players do works, but so providing counters with multiple solutions always have multiple solutions. It, it just takes a little bit of being able to think on your feet. Absolutely. Oh, they did this. Okay, then I'm going to give it to them this way instead. Right? You just have to decide if what they did was interesting and push the story forward, or if it would be better if they had a setback. Now, mm-hmm. if they, especially if they do it in a way that's unexpected. Also, if it makes sense, let it work. You know, you, you can also do things in steps, and by that I mean like 
to for the mystery person to mm-hmm. get the clue, the wall has to be broke down. So the big guy needs to break the wall down. Yeah. So you you make it so that one piece. You know, it's almost like thinking about having a, a step for each member of the party, mm-hmm. and all of those steps must be done to get the goal. I like it. And it's okay to focus on different players, too. Mm-hmm. You can have a detective plot and a barbarian plot, and one's going to be bad at the other one. But mm-hmm. then the next game, it's going to flip. Right. And one as long pe- as everyone has a chance to shine at some point, mm-hmm. you know, your players should be okay with sharing the table, sharing right. the spotlight. Yeah, there's also something to keep in a checklist of things that your players shine at, you know, in your back pockets. You can go, okay, well, we've done this. We This person I know has survival. I haven't gotten to roll it in a couple of weeks. Right. So we need to throw some survival out here. Yeah. And you can do that on the fly uh, if if you've been running games a little bit. Yeah. What other questions do you have for us, Brian Fox? Mm-hmm. That, the other one was, why aren't any of my comments showing up? <laughs> well, Brian, when you've run role-playing games as long as we have, you'll learn that your comments are on the other thread. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a problem Perhaps with you should, Facebook Live. It's weird, though. Yeah, It, it doesn't aggregate them all into one comment. Yeah. Comment. Comment. Thread. Right. Up. Oh, and he moved over to the live comment and he just posted one. Oh, is there a new question? Yeah, it just hasn't refreshed on yours yeah. yet. Because it seems like it refreshes on phones before Probably. laptops. Give it a second. Yeah. And the answer is still the same, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna <laughs> answer that question twice just because you switched yeah. streams. Wait a minute. So what you do is I'm gonna refresh this levels. Levels, steps, shift focus, move along. That's right. <laughs> do you have any other questions, Brian's? We, we just... Oh, I have seen that theory uh, about... Okay, he also says, have you seen the theory <laughs> that uh, Pugmire is actually just D&D played by dogs waiting for death at the pound? I've not heard that, no. but it's a, it's a good one and no. somewhat thematically appropriate because the game is like really happy and lighthearted, except for the fact that it's really a deeply tragic world that is still in the middle of trying to slowly recover from an apocalypse. Matthew Webbs has said a very similar thing about curling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a question from Raymond. From, was Crow. Crow, Crow, from yeah. Crow. Um, he says, last question from me. Would you do a convention show, defeat some Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Crow actually, I think I said this, but Crow introduced me as the only DM to ever defeat an actual Nazi at Conuga <laughs> this past this past couple of weeks, uh, and it was awesome uh, because there was this crazy. So two years ago, two years ago, there was this crazy panel where there was somebody who kept standing up and asking us questions, uh, wanting to know basically why is it that Nazis are always stereotyped as bad people? How dare you stereotype? <laughs> You know, mass murdering, genocidal maniacs. And he kept as villains. Making it worse as he kept saying Nazis. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. And, so, and I thought the only person allowed to say Nazi was Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. Right. I thought everyone, everyone else had to say Nazis, but not this guy. So yeah. He apparently thought he was up there with Brad Pitt. And I will tell you. He was not. He was not. He, he was, not. was not. But yeah, he kept asking questions, you know. Finally, I believe Ryan actually just said, because they are the bad guys. That's right. Yeah. You, do you remember a couple of years ago when we were complaining about Nazis being the bad guys in all kinds of fiction? Because we're like, 
come on, guys, can't you think of anything else? Right. And now we're the like, maybe we shouldn't have stopped. The complaint, <laughs> the complaint really that we had about Nazis always being the bad guys wasn't that Nazis needed to be portrayed as good guys sometimes. It was that there are other bad guys. That's find. right. Surely we could find right. something else. It's like the I, I once one of my one of my first Dungeons and Dragons DMs always, always, always the bad guy was a was a demon. Dun dun dun. And then when we played Star Wars, the bad guy was a demon. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> wah, wah. I'll see they you. They say the hell. word hell in there, so right. therefore, therefore there must be demons. Yeah. But the point being, uh, just simply that like having the same thing be the bad guy every single time is boring. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that Nazis. Some <laughs> <laughs> should be the good guys. That's right. Yeah, because no. they're not. He no. was at Khan again this year. He was That's at Khan so Nugget weird. The, the Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was. He looked terrible. <laughs> like, like he looked like his, like, bad, his life's bad or something. Looked yeah. like life had been unkind to him. Maybe like, it's because of his Nazi sympathies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Life monster. Life had punched that Nazi in the. I face. also had yeah. a, a weird. Uh, speaking of Nazis, um, hmm. I had a two-year-old tweet that I respond. Like, That's that right. Two years I, ago, I responded. Someone had posted something about a knife show that was selling knives like the that had a swastika. Yeah, a swastika on it, and I just responded, "Gross." Right. So appropriate. Two years, two years ago, later. Two years later, now, like two days ago, I got a response back to that comment. What was it exactly? And it was like, "Your face is gross," or "Not as gross as your or, yeah, face." Not as gross as your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, this got trolling around on. I, the the uh, no. we think that it had been hacked yeah. because that that account had not actually done anything on Twitter for like five years or something. So. Oh, but still, like it was still, still a weird bizarre. thing to hone in on. It's yeah. random. Maybe that she's been in a coma for three years and it just woke up right. and been like, I've got to go through my old messages. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I've got it. I have to say though, like a knife with a swastika on it isn't as gross as your face. Oh, what? Oh, no. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, Heavily edited. Uh, you know what? I will take that. Mm. I'll take it. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have a gross face if I can fight Nazis. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got time Nazis. for just one or two more questions. If anyone else has one, uh, if not, we'll just That's okay. We'll stop. just chat. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, stopping by. Mm-hmm. Um, not too late if somebody's got one more question. Nobody That's wants to really in depth. Everybody hates us. Oh. Don't hate us. Oh. Yeah. This was a pretty okay. Yeah. This All is right. our second best one. Yeah. Second best. Live second episode. best AMW we've ever done. Yes. We've done two. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, then let's go to game wrap. Okay. Thank you, everybody who asked us questions and for joining us. Yeah, we had some really great questions. Super awesome. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, you can find us on Twitter. Twitter, like yes. That. But also, where else? We're on Twitter at okay. Honorable Podcast. You can go to honorablepodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and Podcast, which is the Apple We're, program. Anywhere. That's right. That you find podcasts. <laughs> we are there. Why did they rename it? I don't know. Because they're me. silly. Okay. They're silly gooses. <laughs> They should have renamed it PCAST. PCAST. That's what P-casting. I would have done. PCAST. They can cut out. It's more efficient. Right. Fewer leathers. That's absolutely. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, on that episode of Teen Titans Go when Robin's like 
saying phone when you you put a program on your phone, this application, it's too hard to say application. Absolutely, we need to shorten that. So from here on out, we will call it locations. It was perfect. Good times. Was good. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, uh, you can find us any of those places. You can also send us an email at hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. And of course, we'd love to have you uh, s- follow us and become uh, a patron at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. That would make mm-hmm. me super happy. Yay. Also, the best episode was the one with the five Robins. It's true. Yep. It was absolutely stellar. The football's pretty good, too. Oh, huh? the football, the soccer one is good. Great. But five Robins. Ooh. Soccer so. is. Soccer. Oh, here's Trixie. Hey, Trixie. She waited to the just end. Just in time. Soccer is just Woo. kicking the ball and pretending to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. That was a good episode. It was. Too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, all right, Jason, you get one experience point. Yay. Trixie just, gets five. Let's go ahead and roll on the magic item chart here. Trixie doesn't need. How did you get oh. a four? Look at that. 100. No. <laughs> Jason, you got toenail clippers of cunning plus one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You can use them on Trixie. Yeah. I'll use my cunning That's pretty good. Toes. All right. <laughs> Carrie, you get one XP, and let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Oh, a used copy of Sorry the Board Game. Excellent. Does it have all the pieces? No. Uh, no, of course it's not. Used. It's used. It's used. If it had all the pieces, it would clearly be cursed. That's true. Yeah. I don't want that. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Mm, Trixie's really, she's really playing up to the mics tonight. (laughs) Yes, she is. (laughs) Here, let me pet you so you stop moving. I feel like, I wish people could see Trixie now. This could be an opportunity to show her. No, no, not until we get 100 Patreons, then they can see Trixie. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to see Trixie, you can go to her, she has a a Facebook page, Mm -hmm. Trixie the Memory Hound. You can go to Facebook.com slash Trixie the Memory Hound because she raises money for Alzheimer's. Yes, Mm -hmm. she does. There you go. There you go. Good times. All right. It's because we don't have... What's next week? Join us next week when our topic is curling the RPG. (laughs) Okay, I'm interested. I'm Ryan the curmudgeon. This is Carrie the legend, and that's Jason the favorite. Von Curling. Until next time, remember... (laughs) Jason Von Curling. The only way to win a role-playing game (laughs) is to have fun. Is to curl. But the only way to curl is to have fun. Uh, I don't don't know. I don't know. They don't don't seem like they're having fun. I can't wait to curl up my next character. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm interested. The only way to win is to have fun with my friends I'm on a road again Tabletop, lot motion, everything in between The only way I win Is to have fun